This is an ABC podcast. Hack. And he was often quite nasty, but he was a genius. And sometimes you just have to accept that. Tim Lane, Jack Revolt, and all these guys who have a great love for Tasmania can sell it as much as they like. But they all live in Melbourne. Today we're going to set an ancient score. Who's cleaner, boys or girls? On Triple Jack. Yeah, what a week. Did you hear that sledging of Tassie by Hawthorne captain James Sicily? What was that about? Tasmanians, what do you think? Are you offended that he says there's nothing going on in Tassie? Or, be honest, maybe secretly you agree? Because I know a few people from Tasmania and they're like, oh, nah, there's not much happening. I don't know. I want to hear your comments. Did it offend you? Speaking of offence, we're getting into that Barry Humphreys legacy stuff. Big opinions on that all week. I want to hear yours. How do you think we should be remembering these big identities who've said controversial, often hateful things in the past? Do you care? Message in 0439757555. Look, I've got to say, I've got a couple of all-timers here to chat all this through. So lucky. On the shake-up today, first, drag artist, performer, all-round superstar, etc., etc. Welcome back. Evening, Dave. How are you? Evening. I'm well. What are you up to this weekend? What's going on? Uh, I've had an interesting week. Uh, yesterday, I got on the train and a bunch of teenage boys looked at me and said, is that a boy or a girl? Oh, so I yeah. think I'm doing 10 out of 10. No, that's good. That's very validating for oh, me. It means okay. I'm confusing <laughs> the general public, which is where I want to stay. You're like, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. We love it. And making his shake-up return. Comedian Anthony Lacasho, how are you doing? What's up, DM? Very happy to be here. I actually had the exact same thing happen as et cetera, et cetera <laughs> this week. It was, uh, yeah, it was really harrowing. Interesting. Um, but uh, no, I, I drove back from the Melbourne Comedy Festival on Saturday night slash Sunday morning to make it in time for a friend's wedding. Uh, drank for the first time all year. Had the all most year? What's all year. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, the, my body oh, wow. is a, is a r- temple, but one of the ones that they let the monkeys shit in. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, uh, the next day, I went hungover to a funeral. So what a week. What a week. Holy We're, yeah, hell. We've yes. all been there, haven't we? Yes, we've, sir. We've been through it. Now, listen, you've also had a busy few weeks. You were talking about the Melbourne Comedy Festival. You were in Adelaide. Now Sydney's coming up. It's a it's a busy time for comedians. Does it all just happen and then it's like, you know, a bit of a release after that? Is it like World Pride was for etc where it was all just happening and then just this big release don't bring afterwards. it up PTSD <laughs> don't bring it up I've just cleared my brain of it yeah honestly it is it okay. is we, we have three four five depending on how busy you get months and then we sleep for the rest of the year until, hey. Jan- until January and then we, we love go again. That, going to hibernation. Yes. Well, look, we got so much to get into and we already have so many messages flooding in. I can't wait to get cracking on these topics. Are you two ready? Oh, oh, we yeah. don't have a choice. Okay, that wasn't enthusiastic. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, maybe. Let's go. Pack. It was a point of view. I don't think he was malevolent or malicious. We have not cancelled him. We don't cancel people. We don't ban people. On Triple J. Yeah, the news came through last weekend. Barry Humphreys, one of Australia's best-known entertainers, had died. We expected all the big tributes, the Hello Possums, Dame Edna, Best Moments. That wasn't the only part of this story to kick off this week, though. A massive discussion, debate, even some arguments breaking out about how we honour and remember people like Barry Humphreys. He said some controversial things. Hi. Tributes have come from around the world after Barry Humphrey's death. He's being remembered as a comic genius. Hello, Parsons! 
While the royals have also been touched by the news, a spokesperson for King Charles has said that he's saddened by the death and will be writing privately. His legacy was tarnished towards the end of his career when the Melbourne International Comedy Festival dropped his name from its most prestigious award after his controversial comments on transgender people. And I think he was very hurt and saddened by what happened after the Melbourne Festival, so-called Comedy Festival. We changed the name of an award because Barry made remarks, which he never retracted and never explained, which were really offensive, but you can still celebrate him as an artist. On Triple J. Yeah, so just to bring you up to speed a little bit, if you haven't been following this closely, we had Barry Humphreys, best known for characters like Dame Edna, Sir Les Patterson. He was a big part of setting up the Melbourne Comedy Festival. They had an award named after him, the Barry Award, but then they renamed it a few years ago after comments he made about trans people, calling gender affirmation surgery self-mutilation, labelling being transgender a fashion. A lot of criticism now of the Melbourne Comedy Festival, but then others are saying, no, he deserved to be called out for what he said. We shouldn't be honouring people who've said stuff like that in the past. What do you think? Because there's no doubt Barry Humphreys was enormously popular, achieved incredible things, but does that mean he gets more leeway? Do you think age matters? At 89 years old, he was just a product of his time. Message in 0439757555. You can call in as well. 1300 We need to get into this with the Shake Up team, entertainer, etc., etc. Comedian Anthony Lakasha, etc. I just saw you roll up your sleeves then. Is that an indication <laughs> of what's about to come? You're like, all right, let's go. Let me out. It. It's really hot in here. <laughs> it's like, where's the air conditioning? Can we put on the aircon? <laughs> um, no, but honestly, your thoughts on this story? How, how did you kind of react to it? What did you think? Well, it's complex. It's really complex. And first and foremost, we have to acknowledge that you know, someone has died here, someone who was loved by real world people, by of friends, course. by family, by a lot of people who appreciated his work. And there's no doubt that Barry Humphreys had an impact on the Australian entertainment industry forever. But at the same time, he did hurt a lot of people with his comments. I was just watching the clip of Carlotta the other day on Breakfast Television, who knew him personally, who burst into tears a week after he made those comments saying that they really hurt her personally and right. he knows her story and what she's been through and he can't be- she couldn't believe that he'd say those things and i think it's those real world impacts of what famous people can say that is the movement behind, I suppose, trying to hold these figures to accountability. It's saying, well, there's people that love what you do, who turn up to your shows, who pay your rent, who you've insulted and upset. And I think that's the core of what people are saying. I think it's gone blown out of proportion because of people. People get very heated and I think the internet, you know, takes things very far. But I think the core of it is that we need to look at it on a person-to-person basis. I didn't know him personally, so I can't comment on his character. But the things that he did say were hurtful and they definitely made people in the trans and queer community feel alienated from him as an artist. Well, look, I did see some comments from you on Twitter.com and there was probably a bit of backlash. Did you have a bit of backlash? Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to say that, I mean, he was never a queer icon to me because he wasn't queer. I'm sure to a lot of straight people who love what he did and found him very funny that he was an icon to them. A lot of comedians probably look up to him. But to me as a drag queen working in the drag industry, he's not a figure that I look up to as a 
prominent drag queen that I take my cues from. He wasn't gay and a lot of the stuff he said was problematic to the people I care about and who built my community. Anthony, you just finished up at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. You're a comedian. What do you think? Should Barry Humphreys be cancelled for good? That's it. Well, no, because, um, like, life cancelled him. He's dead. It's who cares? Who cares now? Like, he's, he's, he's in the ground. The only thing that I learned from this entire experience is, uh, as a comedian, once I turn 60, no more interviews. That's it. Because like, we've, all got, we've all got horrible thoughts that float around in our minds and the older we get, the less agency we have to be able to disseminate what is a, what is a thing that I actually feel and what is a thing that I'm just going to say in this moment and the older we get, yeah, the less, the less able we are to say that. So first and foremost, the person that was interviewing him clearly just wanted a soundbite because why ask? He, he gave the interview, what, seven years ago or something like that when he was 82? What do you think the 82-year-old is going to say? So I, I, I totally am. Well, do you think, et cetera, that that's fair to say? We've got someone um, on the text line being, you know, saying exactly that. Like, come on, he was so old. Can, you- can I also just say, though, Go. Um, <laughs> that's not to defend Barry Humphreys. He may well have been transphobic and he may well have, have, have uh, hated trans people and this might actually represent who he is. I'm not defending him at all. I'm just saying, what, like, what are we freaking out about this is so obvious. But I think you're right. I think it's it's a two-handed conversation here. It's why the why is the media perpetuating these kind of stories? Why are they highlighting these opinions? If the media had a duty of care, they wouldn't share his transphobic opinions with the world. I think the problem is, is these figures, they emerge, they become really popular, they say something controversial, the media knows it will get a click and they post it and it hurts people in the process. Someone on the text line, Sally Ann, says, my grandma's 83 and she can use my trans girlfriend's pronouns and get her name right, growing up in a certain cultural environment affects you, but love is ageless. Another person says, I don't think Barry Humphreys deserves any more special remembrance than anybody else. He said some awful and unforgivable things. That one was from M in Victoria. Another person, Barry Humphreys, absolute legend. He did so much for so many. He may have offended some people, but he did so much good and I'm willing to look past it. All right, we've got a caller on the line, Will from the Gold Coast. Hey, Will, what's your thoughts on all this? Hey, how you going? Yeah, good. What do you reckon? Uh, I think it's ridiculous, really, that he's being criticised. I know, obviously, he said some things that have offended people, but, like, everybody says things that offend people. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone says things. I know he didn't retract his statements, so, like, whatever. But the fact that they ripped his name from an award that he was so heavily involved in the, the comedy festival... Like, he said something bad, so what? Okay. that's w- say bad things. That's Will's opinion. Will, thank you. Thanks for calling in, sharing those thoughts, etc. Do you think the whole Melbourne Comedy Festival renaming the award was a step too far? I think there are they're a private organisation and they can do what they want and if they their board agrees on it and they're, you know audience think it's the right thing to do, then they shouldn't. If they don't think it's the right thing to do, then they don't. I think the whole conversation around cancel culture takes away the agency from the people that actually make these decisions. And if you you run an organisation and the majority of people feel a certain way, then I feel like that organisation should be allowed to do that. It's kind of the same thing where people criticise you know, people going to these drag queen story hours and they go, well, you shouldn't, you, this shouldn't be allowed. It's like, well, they're paying customers, taking their kids there who want to go there in a private organisation. Why shouldn't those organisations be allowed to do what they want? Anthony, there's this thought out there that there's no such thing as cancellation, that there's just consequences for actions. 
What do you think of that? I think if anything, cancellation, uh, quote unquote, is just like a little bit of attention being sprinkled on somebody for a little while in a, in a, in a controversial manner. I totally agree with EE. We're, we're like, we're, we're debating whether or not the Barry should have been taken away as, as, an, as an appellation for the award. It happened. They're running a business and whether or not they want to do a tribute for him at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, it's a business decision either way. So him being cancelled has just shed more light on the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Being cancelled, I, I imagine that there'll be there'll be a time, hopefully, where I'll be successful enough to maybe be cancelled. It might be today. It, it might, might be, be on the show. It might be in the next couple of minutes. <laughs> um, but no, I think if you're if you're powerful enough, you cannot be cancelled. And if you have done something egregious enough, you're not being cancelled. You're being indicted. You're being sent to jail. That's a little bit further. That's a little bit more than being cancelled. I think. I think. Yeah, cancel is just a social label. More messages coming through. Someone says, "Just because you're a product of your generation does not give you the right to not grow and change." Another person says, "Why can't we just allow people to say what they believe in?" Someone else, without people offering their honest opinions, we don't get valuable discussions. Nobody should censor somebody's personal opinion just because they don't like it. That's from Reese the Chippy. What do you think? Uh, but here's the thing, right? They took the award away from him. This is his life's legacy and they took it away from him and they're not going to, as a tribute, rename it the Barry Award. Spoiler alert. That's not happening. So this man died knowing that his legacy, because of something that he said, has been tarnished. Yeah, you can say whatever you want in public, but there will always be consequences. And also, it's not like his opinion was silenced. He had his opinion published in multiple international news outlets for people to read. His opinion was broadcasted to the world. It's just people's choice on whether they listen or not. Personally, I wouldn't like to listen to that opinion. A lot of people messaging in on this one. Someone says, I think that a lot of cis people are drowning out the voices of trans people and they should be the voices we listen to right now. Look, there is a lot that people want to say about this. I wonder, et cetera, do you think the whole conversation about cancellation, do you think we're going to be seeing less of that going forward or more of that going forward? Like, do you think as, like, generations change, older people die out, that, you know, this won't be something that we're discussing? Or do you think it's just kicking off? I think it's just this epidemic of chronically online behaviour trying to translate into real life. And the fact is, is you can block someone on Twitter, you can tell your friends to unfollow them, but you can't cancel a person in real life without murdering them like you can't you can't get rid of a person and they're they're going to continue to exist continue to live in the world so what we need to do is just start treating each other with, with a bit more kindness with a bit more understanding and having the difficult conversations i wonder if anyone close to barry actually said hey i want to have this difficult conversation with you or they were too scared of you know potentially offending him by suggesting he said something wrong. We just need more allies having important conversations around these issues. Just speaking to people face to face. I think people are scared of that these days. Hey, we've got a message in. Someone says, just let the man rest. He's gone. On that note, we're moving forward. Pack. Tasmanians have waited a long time for their own AFL team and now their dreams could be coming true. From a club perspective and a, and a Tasmanian perspective, it was you know, incredibly disappointing. On Triple Jack. Yeah, is there any part of Australia that cops it more than Tassie? I'm being serious. I want to know. If you know one, let me know. Because the jokes are endless. We all know them. And it seemed to all boil over this week when an AFL player, Hawthorne captain James Sisley, made some off-the-cuff comments that I'm sure he never imagined would cause endless headlines. 
He was asked about living in Tasmania as part of the discussions around the state getting its own AFL team, and he said, yeah, nah, there's not much happening down there. Hack, mainlanders are pissing me off. They can bugger off. Stay on their island. After decades of dreaming, of dashed hopes and savage insults, Tasmania is on the brink of getting its own AFL team. You can say a lot about us. You can say we marry our cousins or we've got two heads, but you cannot diss our island home. I want to ask you if you think Tasmania is a boring place to live. The captain of the Hawthorne Football Club, he thinks it is. Because there's not much happening there. That would be would be quite difficult. I, I couldn't imagine myself living there as a young fella. And it's not the first time that I've heard insults from you mainlanders. One time I saw a friend on a date and I told some of my mainland colleagues, oh, like she was on a date with this guy. He was super handsome. And they were like, yeah, but was he a real 10 or was he a Tassie 10? On Triple J. Yeah, well, I can feel the passion in that one, especially from hack reporter April McLennan in Tasmania, who really insisted that she be in charge of putting that together and had some strong opinions. April, we hear you loud and clear, and we want to hear from other people from Tasmania loud and clear. What do you think of this? Are you over other Australians heaping shit on you guys? Maybe you actually agree with James Sicily. We got someone on the text line being from Tasmania saying, it's the worst, don't come down here. But they're also saying winky face. I think they don't want people to come down because they want it all to themselves. Call in. I want your most passionate defence. one 555 You can message in as well. 0439 It's coming in thick and fast. Oh, my gosh. Time to get the Shake Up crew's opinion on this. Entertainer, drag artist, etc., etc., Comedian, Antonio Locascio, etc. Tasmania, yes or no? Well, Hobart's still the only place I've seen someone take a shit on the street while smoking a cigarette <laughs> at the same time. Um, so for me, 10 points. Also, I think they should do the so next... That's a, that's <laughs> that's a, a positive, that's a positive. Yep, and I okay. think they should do the next season of White Lotus in Tasmania somewhere. <laughs> yes. Maybe maybe Launceston. Like... Actually, that is... it's. It's like the perfect location, right? Yeah. Visually stunning. There's an air of something down there. It'd have to be brown lotus, though. <laughs> brown right. Well, after lotus. that story, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're hearing on the text line someone says, I'm born and bred Tassie. And he's right. There's nothing to do here. But that's perfect for me. I love it. Stay away, everyone. A lot of those comments coming through. Someone else, born and bred Tasmanian. Most don't want an AFL team. We like it that not we we like it that not much happens here. Go home mainlanders. Okay, I'm not sure if that is an actual poll that's credible in terms of most people not wanting an AFL team. I know a lot of people do want an AFL team in Tasmania. Someone says it's bullshit the Hawks captain badmouths Tassie, especially when we're sending millions of dollars to prop up their shitty team. Big opinions, Anthony. Would you like to live in Tasmania? Um, I don't know. I haven't been, but frankly, uh, I'd like to find out. I'd like to go and see how nice it is. You know what? (laughs) Hedging your bets in case you've got a show there very soon. You're like, coming up, Anthony Locascio in Launceston. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say, guys, breaking news, uh, sports person is idiot. Yeah, we've we've just like, we've busted it. Come on, can I just say in... James's defence, I don't, like he was asked a question, would you like to live down there? I'm not saying he gave the right answer. Mm. I don't know whether it 
deserved the full backlash that it got with most topics. And I wish I could copy and paste. I wish I could copy and paste etc. answer for the previous question yeah. for this. Why are we putting all of these the idiots on this platform in the first place <laughs> just to get controversy out of it? Do you think it makes a difference though? Because like if it was just an AFL player, sure, but when it's the captain of a team, when it's something as big as talking, um, you know, discussing whether Tasmania should get its mm. own team, that people need to be more considered. Hey, you know what? There's not much going on in Hawthorne either, bro. You know, it's <laughs> I, I, I don't know where we come from. This this guy, this James Sicily, uh, 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 tarnishing the name of our homeland, Dave, by just... I know. Like, why would you Sicily. say that as as just a PR thing? Why would you why would you shit on somebody in 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 public? We've got some messages coming through because I did ask before: Are there other places that get fully destroyed by the rest of Australia? Someone says Canberra absolutely gets the piss taken out of it all the time. You're from Canberra, etc. Yeah, I grew up there, and um, I mean, there's a reason why I left uh, when oh. I was 17. But now, every okay. time Let I go the back, hate roll through. But Let every the time I go through. back, it becomes better and better. And I think it's like the heart grows fonder with a little bit of distance. It's really nice to go back now for a holiday. I do like it. It's because you've been living in Sydney. Yeah, so it anything is automatically so much better. nicer. Yeah, I think I think Sydney's definitely up there as one mm. of uh, one of Australia's most hated places. Oh, come on. Definitely. Everybody reckon? E- everybody hates yep. on Sydney. Only it's elitist. It's, it's not as pretty as you think. Only people from Melbourne. I don't think. I'm telling you. Really? Everyone. I'm telling you. Okay, maybe. And you know what? The view from the top, pretty good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> We've got some message. <laughs> Someone says, Dave, I think it's can I say the F word? No, I won't. and hilarious. This whole ordeal. But it's a bit true. So many people make the move from Tasmania to Melbourne, leave for the city or stay for the nature. As a young person, you either buy a house, start a business or outgrow the place. That's from Rory. Someone else, F the football oval. What's with all this language? Can we have some decorum, people? What's going on on the text? No, I'm kidding. Keep it coming. Someone says, our hospital systems are absolutely cooked. The government wants more silly little boys running around in silly little shorts. (laughs) Good way to describe the AFL, according to someone. Sincerely, a struggling registered nurse Tasmanian in Tassie. Look, sorry to hear things are going bad at work. It is huge issue across the board. Someone says, Tasmania is the Alabama of Australia. (laughs) Okay. Um, Not sure what we think about that. Probably nothing good. And someone says, I moved to Tassie four years ago from New South Wales. Tassie is the best state in Australia, hands down. Having the Bass Strait between us and the mainland proved beneficial during COVID. That's true. Remember when all that was happening? The Tasmanians are like, yeah, you'd like to live here now, wouldn't you? Why do you think it is, et cetera, that Tasmania gets such a hammering from the rest of the country? Do you think it's just because of that physical isolation? Is that it? I think it's just because Australians are really racist and they're they're localising their racism. They don't want to import it in anymore. They want to do it to, to people slightly closer, but not close enough to be on the mainland. I love Tasmania. Every time I've gone, I've had packed crowds. It's been fantastic. And I, I just think they get a lot of flack for... um 
I don't know, just being a little bit behind, you know. I reckon it's only six months at most. Six months mm. behind? Yeah, yeah, I reckon. It's pretty precise. Yeah. So then they're a bit ahead of Perth then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't start this. And I will defend Perth, I'm sorry. I, I stand with Perth. Thank uh, you very I'm going, much. I'm actually going to Perth in two weeks. I'm yeah. trying to shoot myself in so the foot. So guys, don't see sales. Anthony in Perth. Do not see him. No, please, go see him. Um, is there any place, Anthony Lakasha, that you could not live in um, Australia. Oh, in Australia. Okay. Um, no, I had to say Australia because I didn't want you to say anything controversial. So <laughs> is there any place you couldn't live in Australia? Um, hey, New hey. South Wales. Yeah. I hear it's beautiful. Hey, New South Wales. What? Yeah, I just, I, I'll tell you why. You're um, really grasping at straws. I, no, no, I drove through. <laughs> Looking around, see a twig in the corner. You're like, hey, actually. No, no, no. I have a personal story about, hey, I was driving through. I was driving to Adelaide last year for the Fringe. <laughs> and you go past the Servo, which in rural New South Wales is also like the hotel, this pharmacy, the restaurant, all of, and and uh, Sharon, who was working there, was not happy to see us, even though we had been her only clientele that day. So I hate hey and I'd never live there. <laughs> hey, hey, on that topic, on that note, we got to move on. Pack. We all know men who are messy and gross and disgusting. Girls can be messy too. Men are filthier than women. Yes. Who has better hygiene at work or in a restroom? Men or women? Women. Men. Women. women. On Triple J. Okay, was waiting for the drop to that one. Thank God it arrived. Um, can I just say, I'm sad we're running out of time for this topic, but happy that it got a good run on Drive earlier. We're talking housemates. We all know the one, maybe it's you, a disaster. Not only is your room disgusting, you leave a trail of discussion, uh, destruction wherever you go. Goods and chattels strewn across the place. What is the solution? Public shaming, is it fights? Is it passive aggressive text messages? Or do you get the person to pay extra rent? What do you think? Because a Sydney landlord was allegedly trying to charge guys, guys applying for a room in a share house an extra 50 bucks a week because, quote, men have this propensity to be messier than females. Whew. Listen, disclaimer, there are people out there who think this was fake, but I don't care because it's an interesting topic to discuss. What do you think? Are guys messier than girls? Guys, come on. I want to hear about the messy girlfriends. Maybe they're wreaking havoc. Message in 0439757555. Put it to the shake-up crew, etc. Do you think this is legit, first of all? Uh, to be honest, I, th I think it is considering the state of the Sydney rental market. <laughs> if a landlord could squeeze an extra 50 bucks out of anyone, I'm sure they try. Like, they're trying it for everything else. But Why I'd, not I'd also like to counter and say that I actually don't think it's men or women. I want to give some representation. I think it's non-binary people. I was going to um, ask. Like me, because there's so much gender going on uh, that there's more, there's more mess. I think they have the mess of a man and a woman combined. So you're saying non-binary people are the worst. From living with them and being one, trust me, we are filthy <laughs> and disgusting we need to clean the inside of our microwaves oh <laughs> you do actually and no one does that often enough can you go do that now if you're listening at home anthony would you pay an extra 50 bucks if it gave you a license to be a complete grot or are you a typical um uh, italian boy very clean quiet um, i am the least messy person you've I laid can, eyes I on knew. today I knew. however I, I i will say there should be a caveat added to this particular philosophy men are not more messy we are dirty <laughs> Okay, women, women are more messy, but they are cleaner generally. This Mine's is a question, right? Because there's a difference between being like tidy and clean. Exactly. Mm, I will tidy you know up this, on a daily you know. basis. My entire life is spent uh, walking through a minefield of my <laughs> girlfriend's clothing, uh, but I don't know how to dust. 
I don't know how to dust. I don't know how to, like, if I see one cockroach that's dead, I'm like, well, there's probably not going to be any more. There's so many more. Mm. But it doesn't bother me as long as all the dishes are in the dishwasher. Look, we've got a few messages to get through. I've got someone here who says, if my housemates paid extra for being messy, I'd be living rent free. <laughs> someone else, Maddie in Melbourne, says, literally had a housemate who had such poor personal hygiene that I couldn't even sleep in my own bedroom and had to set up camp in the lounge room. <laughs> what? I need to know more details, Maddie. I don't have enough time, but maybe I'll follow that up later. Someone else says, my housemate left her menstrual cup on the bathroom counter and it still had remnants of stuff in it. That was from Molly from Gippsland. Whoa. So many disgusting things coming through the text line right now. Also some really nice messages. Someone says, big fans of you, etc. 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 is brilliant. Obsessed with your ability to articulate. Queen, keep letting your voice be heard. That's my mum. Oh. <laughs> so thanks mum. <laughs> Mrs. etc. Thank you so much. <laughs> Can I just say, it is the end of the show. So, Anthony Locascio, you're at the Sydney Comedy Festival coming up. We're running out of time, but you've got this show, Heart of Darkness. Sounds optimistic. Yes, absolutely. It's a, it's a story of love. Genuinely, though, it is. Um, so, re- real quick, I, uh, I have recurring nightmares about uh, some bad things that I did uh, when I was a teenager, and it makes me question whether or not I am worthy of love. So, this is that show. Beautiful, etc. Has lots of stuff coming up. Yeah, I'll be at Drag Expo and two weekends from now at the International Convention Centre, I'll be selling my merch, I'll be meeting people, it'll be fantastic all weekend, come down and see me. Amazing and a big shout out to the hardworking Hack team, also to Dee Salmon, thanks so much, bye-bye. Hack on Triple J.